Good morning, everyone. Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. O Lord, let my soul rise up to meet you as the day rises to meet the sun. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let our praise be all welcome. Let our songs be sung. We are here for you. We are here for you. Let your breath come from heaven. Fill our hearts with your life. We are here for you. We are here for you. To you our hearts are open, nothing near is hidden. You are our one desire. To you alone are holy, only you are worthy, God. Let your fire fall down. Let our shout be your anthem, your renown, fill the sky, we are here for you, we are here for you, let your word move in power, let what's dead come to life. We are here for you. We are here for you. To you hearts are open, nothing here is hidden. You are our one desire. Cause you alone are holy, only you are worthy, God, let your fire fall down. To you hearts are open, nothing here is hidden, you are our one desire. Cause you alone are holy, only you are worthy, God. Your fire falls down. For we welcome you with praise. We welcome you with praise. Almighty God of love. We welcome in this place. We welcome you with praise. We welcome you with praise. Almighty God of love. We welcome in Place. Let every heart adore, let every soul away. Almighty God alone, we welcome in this place. We welcome you with praise, we welcome you with praise. Almighty God of love, we welcome in this place. 
welcome you, we invite you, Jesus. We thank you for your promised presence. We welcome you with praise. We welcome you with praise. Almighty God of love, welcome in this place. We welcome you with praise. We welcome you with praise. Almighty God of love, be welcome in this place. So Lord, I come and I Bowing here, I find my rest. And without you, I fall apart. You're the one who guides my heart. Lord, I need you. Oh, I. Defense, my righteousness. 
Chris, thank you so much once again. Uh, recorded that about a year ago for us. Um, Lord, I need you. Uh, good morning. My name is Jeff Fuller, pastor at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, hopeforvermont.org. So glad that you uh, have gotten up an hour earlier or you're tuning in whenever is convenient for you. Like, share, and uh, allow people to see uh, what's taking place uh, on our YouTube channel, Instagram posts, Twitter Facebook page, Facebook group. Uh, we're happy to be with you. Once more, we are giving away hard copies of the Bible, the New Living Translation. If you'd like a copy, just contact me and uh, we'll just make those available to you. Uh, the memory verse for this month, it's an interesting verse. I think it's because, well, yesterday, or I'm sorry, last Sunday was the beginning of Lent regarding Sundays, and uh, we talked about Ash Wednesday. But here's the memory verse, Genesis 3.19. By the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you are taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This is from the English Standard Version. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. Kind of a discouraging verse, a reminder of our own humanity. And as I tried to bring out last year, and special thanks to the McHughes for leading us in music that we could sing and worship and focus on Jesus and receive communion together. We are no longer just dust to dust or ashes to ashes, but as believers, as followers of Jesus, we have been given abundant life. We've been given a new life. And so I just encourage you with that. But the memory verse this month is a reminder from where we came, where we are without Jesus. By the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it, you are taken for you are dust into dust. You shall return. But as believers, as Christians, as those that have accepted Jesus and said, Jesus, I need you. Forgive me. We have abundant life. We have the hope of salvation. We have heaven. And we are excited because most of all, we have Jesus' presence with us now. His hope, his future, his direction, that we can walk in step with his guidance. So um, that is the memory verse for this month. And we thank you for uh, being reminded of Ash Wednesday, of Lent, of these 40 days before Easter as we prepare our hearts and our minds as we think back for Holy Week, what that meant for us as Christians, but because of our Savior Jesus who offered himself as a sacrifice for us so he could do what we could not do, could never do, could never accomplish. And so we are reminded of this uh, Lenten season. Well, we do thank you so much for being a part. I thank you for um, joining, whether it's on YouTube, on Facebook, Church Facebook page, or Facebook group, Twitter, Instagram. We're all over the place. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes, Living Hope Wesleyan, you can find that there as well. Uh, we do thank you again for your continued generosity in uh, giving, in uh Financial contributions and tithes and offerings, tithes are certainly biblical, and we ask that Christians live biblically 
But I know with the economy, with inflation, with the gas prices, some people are trying to try to make ends meet. And so if the church can help us, we desire to love our community as we're giving out, as we have given out several and are giving out more to those in need, uh, gift cards to whether Shaw's, Hannaford's, Price Chopper, the different supermarkets. We want to be God's hands and feet to show us love in a practical way. And if you, your family, someone that you know of would benefit, just contact me, pastor at hopeforvermont.org, pastor at hopeforvermont.org, or just contact us through our um, different websites in person at the chapel campus, Cross of Brook Middle School, uh, and 9 o'clock Sundays or wherever else uh, that you can. So um, thank you so much for your continued giving. And if you desire to give tithes and offerings, you could do so online. Click the Be Generous tab at hopeforvermont.org, hopeforvermont.org, the Be Generous tab. The Chapel Campus, where you can mail checks, gifts to 5793-5793, Waterbury-Stowe Road, Waterbury Center, Vermont, 05677. And we just thank you so much for your continued help in uh, in those ways. We are uh, reminded that we do have Life Group this Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Yes, it was canceled last week as I was in Florida. It was a short, quick trip, and we were so glad for your prayers and your thoughts as we were down there. Uh, it was Jay's spring break, our final family vacation. This family vacation did not include Michael, as he's still in Michigan. Thank you for your prayers for him as well. But we were there uh, late, late um, Monday night and got back uh, late, late Thursday. Actually, it was Friday morning, and thank you for your prayers. It was great to get away. But Life Group continues this week as we go through the way of the dragon or the way of the lamb, the way of the dragon or the way of the lamb. If you would like a physical copy, contact me or uh, see if you could pick one up at the chapel campus, 9 o'clock um, uh, in person on Sunday mornings at Cross at Brook Middle School as well. We're going to enter our prayer time and um, just reminded that uh, Deb Brown is returning home soon and uh, planning the memorial service here in Vermont for her husband, Ed. We just want to lift her up in prayer. I'd ask that you pray for me, but especially the family of Chris Wells, who uh, passed away, and uh, we celebrate his life Saturday. And if you would uh, pray for him as well, uh, his family, that would be a tremendous um, encouragement. I think of those that are struggling, battling cancer, disease, illness, surgery, that are recovering. We think of Missy Semperbon. We think of um, Heather Eros, Robert Graham, Joe Wood, uh, my sister-in-law, Jen. Just continue to lift her up in prayer as they continue the next steps with her treatment, possible surgery, and uh, her recovery um, from stage 4 colon cancer that uh, advanced to her liver. And so we're hopeful, we're um, excited of all the progress that's been made, but we just ask that the church would pray and intercede on her behalf, that God will continue to be uh, merciful. And we're just so thankful for His grace. We pray for His strength on my brother and his family as well, and I know you and your family, you have tremendous requests, and there's not a small request to God. God wants all of us to pray for all of the requests that we have, so... Um, Let's just go to him in prayer now. Jesus, we thank you again that you love us, that you are for us, that you help us. We thank you, God, that when life doesn't make sense, when we question why, that you are not worried or scared off by our unbelief, but you desire to show us that having faith in you brings great hope and strength, and you are merciful, and your grace abounds, and your salvation gives us abundant life. 
So Jesus, for all of the needs that are represented by those who call Living Hope Wesleyan Church their church, we offer and intercede on behalf of them. We desire to bear one another's burdens, not that we think we can accomplish anything, but by giving those to you, we trust that you are good, that you have the best plan for us. So may we follow you and go through whatever training, whatever trial you allow so that we might have perseverance, we might have resilience, we might know you more. And Jesus, we just thank you that you love us. We thank you for our community that we can serve and give and be a part of. And Father, let us see the open doors that you have where we can join and say that the church is here to present your life, your truth, your way to them in ways that um, are manifest in good things. Father, we thank you that you love us, that you care. We pray for those that are traveling. We pray for those that are in the middle of deep hurt. We pray for your salvation. We thank you, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And thank you again for your uh, continued prayers for us here at Living with Hope Wesleyan Church, for those in the Ukraine and Russia, for those in our communities, whether it's global events, current events, we just pray. But we don't pray just asking, oh, help us. We just pray to God that we might have your thoughts as our thoughts. We might understand your ways and adapt and restrain our lives, our agenda to become more like you in his ways. So... We pray, we pray, we pray to a God that cares, a God that loves us, a God that has a plan for our lives. Uh, today, I was reminded of the message to the church in Laodicea, the message to the church in Laodicea from Revelation. No, I'm not preaching from Revelation, but I wanted to bring out this verse because Revelation can be a confusing book, as it is for me, and takes much, much study. But I did think this was very appropriate. Revelation 3 15 and 16. I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. This is John writing in the book of Revelation. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You are neither hot nor cold. You are lukewarm. This is John through the Holy Spirit. Uh, reminding this church that they were called for more, but because they are lukewarm, God would spit them out of his mouth because they are not useful. They are not useful. Are we useful? Do we want to be used of God? So I looked this up. According to Google, what is useful? Useful is being able to be used for a practical purpose or in several ways. Again, according to Google, the word useful is being able to be used for a practical purpose or in several ways, like aspirin. Aspirin can be used for a variety of ways. Are you useful? Because the church of Laodicea was not useful, then God said he wanted to spit them out of their mouth, his mouth. Are we being useful to God? Are you being useful to what God wants for your life? Well, let's look at Luke 13. Luke 13, we find these words. Then Jesus asked, what is the kingdom of God like? What is the kingdom of God like? 13, 18, have you ever asked God, what is the benefit of being a Christian? What is the kingdom of God like? What is heaven useful for? Why should I uh, subjugate? Is that the right word? Why should I subject myself to the rule of another so that I might obey God's will, not my 
uh, plan, not my uh, natural affinity, uh, not my lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Why should I subject myself to the kingdom of God? What is it like? We go on to say, what shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds perched on its branches. What? What? What is it like? Well, it makes me think of the song, His Eye is on the Sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. But let's go back to this verse. What is it saying? He said, therefore, what is the kingdom of God like, and to what shall I compare it? And he goes on to say in verse 19, this is a mustard tree from a mustard seed, what it looks like. He says, it is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden and it grew and became a tree and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. This is what it looks like. If you can see uh, in this individual's hand between his fingers is the mustard seed. We've heard the faith of a mustard seed can move mountains, but the mustard seed planted the seed when it dies, the seed when it's allowed to grow, when it takes root, when it's nurtured, it can grow into a tree that provides rest for many birds. It provides shade. It, it provides many good things. This is what the kingdom of God is like. Though it starts small, God allows it to grow. And well, his eye is on the sparrow, so I know he watches so Luke 13, 20 says, what else? He also asks, what else is the kingdom of God like? Maybe you don't understand the mustard seed. You're not a farmer. It doesn't make sense to you. So maybe you like to eat. I like to eat. And so what is it like? It is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. Only a little bit, a little bit of Jesus. The faith of a mustard seed. We talked about how faith represents Jesus. Only a little bit of Jesus can move mountains. Only a little bit of Jesus can do great things in your life, can grow you to a point that you are useful, that you are being used of God to understand that he loves us in such a way that we have a new identity. That when somebody says, what is your identity? And you say, Christian, we understand that that means he loves us with all of himself, and because he loves us, he has a plan for us. The plan is to help us. It's not to do us harm. It's to help us grow in strength, not just physical strength, not just mental strength, emotional strength, which we all need. Languishing continues. We all feel like it's a time of languishing with COVID, with the restrictions, with the mandates, with what's taking place, with everything not going back to normal. It won't go back to normal, but hopefully, hopefully we can go back to familiar, we can go back to family, but I go back to a previous sermon I preached that is a soapbox for me, but it only takes a little bit of Jesus to do a great work in us, only a little bit of yeast permeated every part of the dough. According to Bakerpedia.com, Bakerpedia.com, yeast not only leavens dough, it gives it a light sponge-like texture, a light sponge-like texture 
texture. It provides flavor, aroma, and contributes to the nutritional value of bread. This is what yeast does. This is what a little bit of the kingdom will do in our lives. It will provide flavor, aroma, and nutritional value if we allow Jesus to work in our life. You take this uh, verse again. This is from the New Living Translation. When he said, what else is the kingdom of God like? It's like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. This is flat bread. This is unleavened bread. This is bread without yeast. It looks like the matzo crackers that we take for communion, that we are uh, reminded of what leaven is, but we don't want to mix uh, illustrations. Leaven can be bad as an illustration, but in this illustration, it is good. So let's not mix illustrations. This is a picture of sourdough bread. This is a picture of bread with yeast in it that has been leavened. You can see that light, uh, what's that word? It is um, the texture. I go back to... Let me go back to it. I apologize for you that are watching. You have to see me scroll back. But it provides the light, sponge-like texture. It provides flavor and aroma and contributes to nutritional value of the bread. That's the yeast. That's the leaven. That's the kingdom of God. That is what God wants to accomplish in us. He wants to do something in us that brings life and aroma and nutritional value to ourselves, but to others as well. We go down, we skip ahead to chapter to uh, Luke 14, 26. A large crowd was following Jesus. He turned around and said to them, Jesus said to them, come follow me and I'll make you famous. No, he said, if you want to be my disciple, you must by comparison hate everyone else, your father and your mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters. Yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. Jesus, according to how to win friends and influence people, this is not a model that you want, that you need to follow, that you would get uh, nowadays this culture success by. Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, you must, by comparison, hate everyone else. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. What? The kingdom of God is like this where it grows and grows, but by comparison, we hate everything because our love for God is all that matters. It's all that matters. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. This is how the yeast works in our lives. This is how the faith of the mustard seed grows, that by comparison, that by comparison, we hate what we seemingly love now because we love God even more, not because we're striving to love Jesus, but because we've grown in our understanding of who God is, what he's done, what he desires of us, and what he desires of us, wow, is to bear our cross and follow him because he loves us. He has a plan for our lives, and if we want to believe in him, we will give up what we think is good, what we think is best for what he says this doesn't even make sense. What is the kingdom of God like that I would deny myself and follow him for this hunch, for this assumption, for this what if, maybe, hope so, belief that Jesus has something better? Yeah, and he does. 
Luke 14 goes on in 28 through 29, but don't begin until you count the cost, until you count the cost. And this is why if you could talk someone into becoming a Christian, someone else or even yourself could talk them out of it. We don't do it because we think, oh, if you make this decision, it's going to be so much better for you. So do it right now. I can't explain to you right now how important it is. But we pray that the wooing, the voice of God, the connection with the Creator, it just makes people believe that there's something more, not because we talk them into it, because they're responding to God's voice, the Holy Spirit, the power of the Bible. And they just say, I can't help but believe. They count the cost. They know what it's going to take to sacrifice their desires, their agenda, their wants, their pleasures to follow Jesus. But because they know through experience that God loves them so much, we have chosen to follow him because we've counted the cost of what it will mean. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money, and then everyone would laugh at you. They would consider you a fool. Count the cost, and because Jesus is worth it, we go towards him, we go forward in his way. They would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. The person that started following Jesus, but man, they relied too much on themselves. They desired too much on what they could do because of their education, because of their bank account, because of their talents, because of their sin. And God does not want to just take your sin away. God wants to take your talents and use them to be a benefit, to be useful. He wants to grow that kingdom of God in your life, in your uh, talent in your vocation that you would have great influence because of him to impact others through the power of the Holy Spirit, what the Bible says and is all about. And when we struggle, we understand that it takes time and it's a process and the leaven in the dough changes the dough. And God in us will change us Sometimes senselessly, sometimes over time, and we just need to allow God to change us little by little, not to hold back, but to open our hands and give, not to squeeze tightly and hold on, but to open our hands and give to Jesus those things in our life. And I apologize, and I ask God for his forgiveness, and I repent, and I confess that too many times I hold on. I think my way's better. I think God's taken too long, so if I do it my way, it's going to become a better bread quicker. And so I confess those things, and we must confess to God that we need Him. Because salt is good for seasoning. But if it loses its flavor, how do you make it salty again? How do you make it salty again? Flavorless salt is good neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown away. Anyone who eats Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. If salt is good for seasoning, then use salt. It is useful for many different purposes, for healing, for seasoning, for preserving, for persevering. Salt 
is useful. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand that God wants us to be like salt, the salt of the earth, the light of the world, having a use for others that is helpful to them. But if we are flavorless, it is neither good for the soil nor the manure pile. It is neither good for the soil nor the manure pile. Are you being useful? Are you allowing God to work in your life where you feel like, wow, thank you, Jesus, for loving me? God, I struggle. I sin. I'm tempted. I'm rude. I gossip. I'm greedy. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of the life, they often come in. But Jesus, I want to be salty. I want to have seasoning. I want you to use me that I might be useful. Jesus is telling us the kingdom of God is useful in our lives and those we interact and serve. Jesus wants us to be useful. And he wants to use our lives and use our lives to impact those we interact and we serve. So we go back to, if I can find it once more, Revelation 3, 15 and 16. You are neither hot nor cold. You are lukewarm. And because you are not useful, God says he wants to spit you out of his mouth. I'm so glad that he is patient with us. I'm so glad that his grace and his mercy is for us. His forgiveness and his healing helps us. His freedom just allows us to break away a little bit more and more like that Leaven in the dough, it influences the bread. So little by little, it is changed in the tree that's planted by the mustard seed as it takes root, as it's fertilized, as it's water, as it grows, it becomes useful for the birds and shade for the animals and useful. Let us be useful. If you feel as though you've lost that saltiness, oh God, we are so thankful that you bring back that seasoning to make us useful, that you forgive us, that you help us, that you encourage us, that as we confess and repent, you make us new, that we receive communion, we affiliate with you, that we don't just see ourselves as you are there and we are here and we're on the same team, but we take refuge in hope and strength and solace in the fact that, oh God, thank you. That we are hidden with your son Jesus in you. Father, let us be useful. Let us speak words of life and truth. May we engage our family in this culture and our community with the love that you have for them. May we see in the eyes of people someone that you love dearly, so much that you would allow your son to be their savior. So may we live that way and show you to others. We thank you, Jesus, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining.